0: Turn our attention to the NBA draft, and there's nobody better to talk to about the NBA draft than Jonathan Cavone from Draftexpress.com is making the big interview. Award winning writers,
1: legends, elite guests, the most important sports figures on the planet.
0: It's the Gary Parish Show
1: big interview. big interview.
0: Presented by Folks Folly Prime Steakhouse on 929 FM ESPN. Jonathan, it's your pal Gary Parish down in Memphis, man. How you doing? Doing great, Gary. How are you? I'm uh, all right. You getting ready for this on uh, on Thursday? And where are you going to be Thursday?
1: I'm going to be at the draft. Uh, I go there every year. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun to see everything unfold. Uh, I can't wait.
0: Uh, Okay, listen. ESPN kind of had a crazy story uh, last night. Basically, Rick Bucher was reporting that the Cavs have settled on Kyrie Irving, and then Andy Katz, in the exact same story, was reporting that uh, Cleveland is still exploring all options, and this came after Katz reported... Few days ago, that the Cavs had actually settled on Kyrie Irving. So, so Andy, bless his heart, he's a sweet human. Uh, he's re- basically refuting his own report and Rick Bucher's report at pretty much the same time. It seems like they could have talked at some point and got this straight. Either way, let me ask you: Has Cleveland settled on Kyrie? Because that's my understanding that Cleveland has settled on Kyrie at number one.
1: I think they're definitely going to take him number one. And that's the indication that I've gotten, but they definitely haven't told him anything of that nature. What if you know? the heat off for LeBron James sure. tomorrow, I mean, I, there's, it makes no sense. You're sitting there at number one. Nobody's going to jump ahead of you. There's no point in, in, in telling him anything at this point.
0: Um, okay, so if Kyrie is the pick there, is he the right pick?
1: Absolutely the right pick. I, I think, so. think he's going to be a star from day one.
0: And Why? Because most people only saw him play 12 games, and that came at a time when most people, honestly, aren't watching college basketball. You know, I think probably people saw the Michigan State game because it was pretty high profile. Uh, But outside of that, I don't know that your average basketball fan has a subscription to Synergy, has watched this guy a whole bunch. Uh, You tell listeners here why Kyrie Irving's going to be a star from day one.
1: Well, he has... Ideal physical tools for the position, first and foremost. And as we've been breaking down in a series of articles here, we've been going, you know, position by position here, looking at the individual stats of different guys and, uh, you know, in a million different ways. And, uh, I mean, in any single category you look at, the guy was number one, and uh for for a freshman to hit the ground running in in college basketball like that people you know need to remember Derek Rose was not Derek Rose uh in November and December, and neither was Ty- Tyreek Evans, and neither was John Wall. The fact that this guy was able to be the best player in college basketball from day one tells me a lot uh and um You know, he really has everything you look for in an NBA point guard, whether it's uh, athleticism, ability to change speeds, uh, his passing ability, his court vision, uh, his defense, his outside shooting. The guy is a complete package.
0: Uh, Talking to Jonathan Cavoni, DraftExpress.com, here on the VO2 Networks hotline. All right, if Kyrie goes one, uh, Derek Williams is almost certainly going uh, two. That's fine. That's who I would take as well. Uh, But I don't love him nearly as much as I love Kyrie Irving. In other words, when I look at those two players, I see a gap in between them uh, that's fairly significant. Again, I would take him second, uh, but I think he's very different from – Uh, from who I would take number one. Uh, Most people, though, seem to think he's also a guarantee, uh, maybe not star, but certainly a very good player in this league. Uh, Where do you fall on Derek Williams uh, as a professional?
1: I think he's a guy that's going to be able to score no matter what. I mean, if you look at the power forward position in the NBA, he is really exactly what you're looking for in terms of his ability to handle the ball, he shot 56% from three. He gets to the free throw line like, like a machine. He finishes above the rim. He's great in transition, and uh, he's a very good guy. On top of that, his work ethic is excellent. I mean, look at him two years ago. The guy wasn't a top 100, uh, top 150 high school recruit, and now he's in, being talked about as a potential number one NBA draft pick. That tells you a little bit about his his work ethic. So. Uh, I would feel pretty comfortable drafting him if power were Minnesota. Uh, I'm like you. I like Kyrie Irving a little bit better. Uh, but uh, I think that you can't go wrong either way. It's hard to find good power forwards, and, and Derek Williams is going to be a very good power forward.
0: At number three, the Utah Jazz are picking um, in your latest mock draft, which is over at Yahoo Sports right now. Um, uh, Brandon Knight is the pick there. Um, I saw you tweet earlier today, if you ask 100 NBA people, 60 will tell you that Utah's taking Brandon Knight at 3. 40 will take, tell you they're taking Ennis Cantor at 3. Jeff Goodman, my colleague at CBS Sports.com, and I uh, did a mock draft early today where we alternated picks. He went 1, I went 2. He went 3, and he took Cantor at uh, 3. Um, is, what's the right pick for Utah there?
1: If I was drafting there, the guy that I would actually draft is, is Bismak Biombo, but uh, he could go anywhere. From five to seventeen minutes draft just because a lot of people don't feel like they know enough about him. He's only recently arrived in the states and started doing workouts, and the the the, the reviews have been amazing. Uh, he's been destroyed. He is in Detroit today, and he had what I heard was an outstanding workout against Tristan Thompson and Marquise Morris. Was scoring on them, was defending, rebounding. Dunking on people, and and the same thing yesterday in Toronto, kind of makes you wonder why it took him so long to come over here. These guys get caught up in a little bit of playing hide and hide and seek against, and, and not wanting to give NBA GMs enough information. And I think in this case, it really hurt him because he, you know, he he's as close to a to a prospect of Dwight Howard as we've seen in a while, and uh, it's just a shame that. Yeah, uh, people don't people aren't are not going to have to wait until the lockout ends to actually see that.
0: If you're Cleveland, you are begging Utah to take Brandon Knight, right?
1: Uh, absolutely. If you're taking Irving number one, then you are know, hoping that you have Cancer and Volunteerness there at four. Maximize your trade options, give you you know, you, you can you can take either guy. If Cantor goes three then they, they're they're a lot more limited at that point because volunteerness is to me the much better pick than Cantor, but he's not gonna come over for at least a year. So, uh, you know, you want to see that immediate return if you're a lottery team, especially if you're a fan or an owner. But uh, I-, I think that either way they're going to get a really good player there.
0: Let's say the Cantor is off the board at three and now Cleveland's got a pick and the kid from Lithuania is the best prospect available, but he's not going to come over for at least a year, maybe two, whatever it is. Should that even factor into the decision? I mean, if you're Cleveland, you're not trying to win a championship next year. You're trying to build for something special. Why should it concern you if that guy's clearly the pick that he's not going to be here for a while?
1: Well, that's easy for me and you to say, and I agree with you 100% on that. But uh, these GMs, I mean, when when they're sitting there on on draft night, they're not thinking just about the best prospect for them five years from now. They're thinking about, where am I going to be working five years from now, let alone five months from now. So if they have another awful season, if they're, again, the worst team in the NBA and volunteer is not playing for them, uh, you know that, that all of a sudden the you know the fan base starts getting a little bit restless, and the owner starts saying, "Hey, maybe you know I need to go hire a new GM <laughs> to, right. to, to fix this mess." So uh, I think a little bit, that's that's a little bit of what goes into to these picks. I'm not necessarily saying with Cleveland, but around the NBA, a lot of it is just uh, you know trying to protect their own jobs.
0: Talking to Jonathan Voney from DraftExpress.com, he's my guest here. The big interview presented by Folks Folly, a prime steakhouse. In terms of getting guys who are ready to come in and contribute next year. All right. We'll go Kyrie and Derek Williams. Uh, Who else? uh, The college guys who you say, listen, he might not be taken in the top two, three, four, uh, but player X is going to come in and be able to contribute at the NBA level immediately.
1: I think Kemba Walker is is a no-brainer in that regard. Uh, The guy uh, did everything humanly possible to help his team win games. He's got NBA-caliber athleticism. He's got Phenomenal intangibles. He's an unbelievable guy. He's he's a worker. He's a leader. He's a winner. Uh, you know, if he were two inches taller, there'd be, it'd be no question. He's the number one pick in this draft. And I think regardless, he's going to significantly outperform his draft position. And and I'm not even sure that Brandon Knight's a better prospect than him. Even though people are you know a little bit down on Kemba right now, it's because he's he's not you know six foot five.
0: In the mock draft we did today, Kimba was off the board before Brandon Knight was, for whatever that's worth. Uh, talking to Jonathan Cavoni here from draftexpress.com. Uh, Jimmer Fredette, you believe in him as a top-ten pick, or uh, are you on Jeff Goodman's train, which is the kid's going to be a bust?
1: I don't think he's going to be a bust. Uh, I definitely think he's going to have a long NBA career. I think that he's going to be able to score in the NBA from day one, and there's a lot of value in that. You know, is he going to be the starting point guard of, of a championship team? I'm not sure, but I, I don't know that I could have told you that JJ Barea is going to be the starting point guard of it. You know, I mean, so uh, coming out of college, uh, I, I mean, I, I, everything that Jimmy Fredette does is going to translate outside of his defense. If he can find a way to become at least an average defender, there's no there's no reason why he can't have a Mike Bibby type career.
0: I want to go back to Cantor for a second? This is a kid that a year ago. Um, might have been considered by most, if and certainly some, as the number one pick in this draft that we're projecting 12 months ahead. Um, the only thing that's really changed between then and now is that we fell in love with Kyrie Irving because of the way he played early, and we haven't seen Cantor. Uh, most people haven't seen Cantor at all, but he hasn't gotten any smaller. He hasn't gotten any shorter. He hasn't gotten any, uh, you know, he's not less tenacious, I wouldn't imagine. Um, is somebody going to be very excited that they let this guy slip to, even if it's three, four, or five?
1: It's possible that the answer to that is yes, but it's it's a very possible answer that is no. If you just look at the amount of data we have in front of us, it, there's no way that you can reasonably say with with any you know uh, certainty which what kind of pro he's going to be because we just don't know. He has not played a full season of basketball where we can say this is a type of defensive player he's going to be. This is a type of uh, you know this is what his basketball IQ is like. There are a lot of question marks about a guy who sits out. Uh, you know, two years, uh, doesn't play serious basketball during that period, and then we're going into a lockout, and needs to sit out a third year. And those are three very important years in a player's development. So I think that Cantor Deffy has the, the size and the strength to be a good NBA player. Whether he's the type of athlete you're looking for, you know, uh, to be a a starting caliber guy, whether he's the type of defensive player that you need, I'm not sure about that, And the jury's still out on that one.
0: Talking to John DiGavone, DraftExpress.com, here on the VO2 Network's hotline. You've got Tobias Harris from Tennessee, a one-and-done player, going 22 to the Denver Nuggets. He actually went 22 in the same one we did. Maybe I was just copying you at this point, Uh, but... Uh, my, you know, we have to write comments up it the same way you do. And what I wrote is that if you can be patient with this kid, and Denver's a franchise that could, there is no way if you look, I don't want to say no way because it's an NBA draft, but I would, I would bet a decent amount of money that if we look up in five years, there will not be 21 players from this draft who turned out better than Tobias Harris. Um, I, I know you like him. Uh, am I off base with that or, or close to the right?
1: No, not at all. I have I do my own personal rankings, and in my top 100, I have Tobias Harris as a top 10 pick. Right. I think that uh, this is going back to the same discussion about you know the, the the rate of return that you're getting on your pick, and and most teams can't afford to look three to four years ahead and and say, okay, I'm gonna get uh, you know a Jared Dudley or you know or or, or, or rich man's Ryan Gomes, that's just not exciting enough for them to wait three years for. But, uh, you know, if Tobias Harris played, you know, two or three more years of college basketball. There's no question in my mind he'd be a top-ten pick. And I think that playing in the NBA is only going to accelerate his development in that regard. So I'm with you 100%. I think he's going to be a steal if Denver gets him a 22.
0: Jonathan, you're awesome, man. The website is draftexpress.com if you're a basketball fan. If you're into the draft, that's where you need to be. It's where the best information on the draft is. Thanks so much for being here, buddy. And uh, I'll be up uh, your part of the uh, world uh, uh, tomorrow night and Thursday and Friday. So maybe, uh, maybe I'll touch base with you. That's right. See you there, Gary. Good to see you. It's Jonathan Gavoni, draftexpress.com. Awesome dude and really, really, really good at what he does. This isn't some just guy on the Internet reading as much as he can read and then coming up with three paragraphs on every player in the draft. He travels and sees these kids. You follow him on Twitter, you'll see him all the time. And at Twitter, it's uh, on Twitter, it's at draftexpress, at draftexpress.com. You follow him on Twitter, he's in Greece one day, he's in Turkey one day, he's in Israel, he's in Italy. He travels the world seeing these prospects. He's at college events, he's at college games, he's at some of the tournaments. He's even on the summer circuit in July. He will be out in Vegas down at the Peach Jam, seeing all these kids um, as they're growing up. He's on top of it. Make sure to check out his website.